My name is Jared Denny, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. What do you think of soccer as a term? I mean, I think it's fine because they use it in South Africa. They use it in Australia, but... The English really pulled a fast one on us there, didn't they, though? <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> they started going by it, and then once we started going about by it and they heard, they found out about it... Oh, no, no, we don't no, not, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> Hello, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. My name is Sean Meadow, and I'm a sports writer here for the Daily Emerald. And today I've got Will Campbell, a news writer for the Emerald as well. So how's it going, Will? It's going all right, Sean. How are you doing? I'm great. You know, it's a Thursday. It's week eight. We're heading down the stretch of fall term. It's nearly winter break. Thanksgiving around the corner. Civil War football, Oregon's football season, which has been, well, not good. Not great. That That's almost over, so the suffering... For Oregon football fans is down, but we're going to talk about a different football here. It's a soccer podcast on a beautiful Thursday in Eugene. We're going to dive right in with U.S. soccer. A rough, rough last international break That's right. for the U.S. men's national team. A loss to Mexico and Columbus, the first ever in Columbus. The U.S. winning 2-0 every single time they play in Columbus. That's four times. Twice it sent the U.S. into the World Cup, but the Hex is a long 10-game tournament to get into the World Cup. It's an easy qualification route right, to get right. it. But the loss to Costa Rica, that one is definitely going to hurt Jurgen Klinsman. I think he's gone. What do you think, Will? Well, I've been saying that for a while, but um, I, I, I don't know. I think Klinsman uh, really hasn't – he's been when – he, when he adopted the team, he's really tried to transform it from a team that plays, you know, really rough, you know, kind of cutthroat soccer. And he's really tried to implement a lot of players that kind of have a more purist sense of football, um, you know, like with speed and, and pace and not so – you know, of a tough attitude, and I don't think he's had enough time to really be in a, be able to implement that team. There's DeAndre so. Yedlin, there's Fabian Johnson, there's a lot of speed. Bobby Wood, right? Another one up top. You mm-hmm. have a ton of pace on this U.S. men's national team roster. Christian Pulisic breaking through this 18-year-old now, right? The right. Borussia Dortmund star. That's it's incredible. The U.S. is great. I think on paper he's got the squad. I just think he's losing that little touch. The team didn't look so good in that second half against Costa Rica. I think he's going to be fired by the 2018 World Cup. His contract goes through that, but I don't know if it's going to get to that point. Yeah, I'm. I think that's entirely possible. You know, I think that uh, the culture of youth soccer in America is not at the point where we can compete at the highest level because you really need to start these kids at such a young age and and fully immerse them in a, a, such a competitive. But wouldn't you, say soccer. It's, wouldn't you say it's there now? There's a lot of kids. I think more kids are playing soccer than they are baseball. I remember an ESPN poll that said 50-50 for kids in the summer going to an MLS match sure, or sure. an MLB game. I think baseball is getting taken over. It's going to be soccer, and everyone, whether they like it or not, they're going to have to get used to it. Sure, and I think it's getting there. Um, and especially with, with more of the German League, the Bundesliga, the Premier League, La Liga being streamed on TV um, with all these network deals, I really think kids are starting to understand – that's at a much younger age, the difference in the level of soccer between America and, say, Spain or, or England. But I think that transition is happening slowly, and I think Klinsman's really starting to build up these young players that uh, you know are a little bit more in tune with a higher level of, of soccer. But having a team that moves back to MLS doesn't help because, look, Altador, Tim Howard... A lot of players have moved Michael from Bradley, Michael Clint Bradley. Dempsey, right. There's multiple players, and Christian Pulisic's even been linked coming back, but That's I think right. he'll stay in Europe. 
That's right. So I don't think if I, I feel like if you're playing in the MLS, it's not preparing you internationally to be able to play at a higher level. And so we're kind of seeing a little bit of that. But that's not Clemson's fault at all. He doesn't have any control over what clubs the players are at. Well, we'll get to MLS later, yeah. but MLS <laughs> manager Bruce Arena, that's the big one. Galaxy manager. He's had multiple titles. He's been mm-hmm. really one of the big stars in U.S. soccer. If you had a Mount Rushmore of U.S. soccer, I think he's definitely on it. Right. right. And that that's definitely the guy that I would say takes this role. He had a great stint with the U.S. men's national team, 2002 World Cup, mm-hmm. furthest the U.S. has ever gone to the quarterfinal, arguably could have won that game and been in a semifinal against Argentina in Seoul. That would have been something special. I don't know if the semifinal would have been in Seoul, actually. It's, it's, it was South Korea, Japan. I just know that. I believe it was in Seoul. But we'll move a little bit along. We'll go across the pond now to right. England. A big yeah. match coming up. Manchester United and Arsenal. This I know, is Will, a big you, one. you are an Arsenal fan, if I'm not mistaken. I am a massive Arsenal fan, yes. And I'm the opposite. I'm a, a massive Manchester United fan. So this is a rivalry within the studio here. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, so uh, this is a huge game for Manchester United. You know, they're, I think, how many points beyond Arsenal are there right now? Too many. I haven't looked at the table because I'm just scared of it. <laughs> I don't think it's that many, actually. I think it's maybe six points. Um, probably closer so, than it actually feels yeah, like. But, you know, Arsenal, their biggest criticism over the years is they have not been able to complete, compete and win games against these bigger clubs. And, um, you know, Arsene Wenger has never won a match against Jose Mourinho. And so, uh, you know, for both clubs, this is a, a massive game. And Mourinho, now the manager at Manchester United, previously with Chelsea, he's he's a he's a good guy, maybe. Been <laughs> kicked out of a match here and there, so that's just something interesting. I don't know. I was a little bit skeptical of bringing in Mourinho for a little bit, but I think he's got the right mindset. I think he just has to adjust his game a little bit, and he did make some big money transfers that haven't really paid off. Um, Pogba, the big one, ninety million pound price tag. And he hasn't really shown up too much. He had a great match against Swansea, but it was Swansea. He needs to have a big match against a big club, and this is his chance. Zlatan Ibrahimovic didn't cost much for Manchester United. Salary is something else. His wages are high, but Marcus Rashford could easily play that role. And that's something I think is interesting. And Wayne Rooney just falling off of the horse. And it's just a lot going wrong for Man United and a lot going right for Arsenal. They're, they're looking good. Alexis Sanchez little injury scare and of course with such a good season for Arsenal of course he's going to be back and he says he's fit but without Santi Cazorla I think they're doing fine that's right but Hector Bellerin just got injured um so he's going to be out for a month he won't be able to make that Manchester United game um but I don't think they'll miss him United's not going down the wing as well as they used to yeah maybe we'll see who steps in for for Bellerin but uh you know Ibrahimovic is He's on a he's on a red card, so he's not going to be playing in the in that match. If Which I'm not gives mistaken. Marcus Rashford that chance to shine again against Arsenal his debut in the Premier League. That's Saw right. Saw him get yes. two goals at Old Trafford. <laughs> and I don't want to remind you of that eight to two. What was that? Four years ago now. Man United just thumping, and I mean that's what happens at Old Trafford a lot. But I'm I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal comes in and does something like that to United. The way that the two teams are playing should be a good match. Yeah. Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City all looking pretty good. I don't know if United's title contender anymore. I think they are. I think it's a long season. It's still early. I don't normally look at the table until 10 matches, but because of United's form, I still haven't really looked at it and dissected it a little bit. I'll I'll come back when it's around 17, 18 games, I think. But we're just going to keep on rolling. We're going to switch it back stateside. It's the MLS playoffs it's exciting mls cup around the corner the conference finals coming up the sounders and the rapids and toronto fc versus montreal impact 
So Canadian rivalry in yeah, MLS Cup Eastern Conference. That's exciting. Impact are huge underdogs. They had a win and knockout match, but so did Seattle, Colorado, the mm-hmm. number one seed, or not number one seed, the number two seed from the West. FC Dallas were number one. They lost to Seattle, which destroyed their hopes of a treble. They got the double with the Supporters Shield and the U.S. Open Cup, mm-hmm. but ah, no Tim Howard for Colorado. They don't have much of a strike force, and the Sounders have the complete opposite. They have a fantastic strike force oh, right yeah. now. So The Sounders are on a roll. As, a, as someone from Portland, very familiar with the Timbers, that's got to hurt seeing Seattle just dominate, especially a year after the Timbers did so well. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I think the Sounders are really out to, to prove it to the to the Timbers and the Timber supporters that, you know, they, you know they're not going to step down. They're really out to get it this year, especially the year after, just to really rub it in the Timbers supporters. I don't know. The Sounders really, uh, it, it's scary. <laughs> I think I think they I think they might do it this this year, so... So, so what happened, though? What happened to the Timbers? Oh. Just a, an MLS <laughs> Cup hangover or something like that? Yeah, well, I just think the league in general is so sporadic. And so, you know, every season, especially last season, I was satisfied with, with just making the playoffs. I, th- I thought if we were if we were going to make the playoffs, then that would have been good. I remember a couple months before we qualified for playoffs, there was talk of firing Caleb Border. And... Which is just absolute nonsense. It's when nonsense, you, When you yes. think about that, yeah. because come on, what the guy has done. Yeah. And it's not even just at the Timbers, but the co- collegiate level. That's right, that's right. With that's Akron, and he has produced some players. Absolutely. One is very close to him, Darlington Nagby, and that's a phenomenal talent. Yeah, and so he went on to win the MLS Cup that season, but uh, we got rid of some key players. We had to shift around that, that center back a little bit, the, that defensive line. We had a injury halfway through the season. Um, with <laughs> Darlington Nagby had a bad one with uh, Nigel De Jong that collision. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was a mess. But I mean, the De, De Jong being De Jong, I guess. But that, that as a, someone that grew up a Galaxy fan, I've covered them for a website here or there, and mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of LA Galaxy and a lot of MLS over the years. This season was was an interesting one. It felt like a failure, but the Galaxy end up in a decent position. They have to win a knockout round against RSL, which came with what I think was a lot of ease mm-hmm. once again. But then Colorado and just missed chances. Steven Gerrard had a disappointing year. Now he's out of there. Robbie Keane's probably following, and the Galaxy could bring in someone like Wayne Rooney. Who knows? Bastian Schweinsteiger's rumored to come into MLS, but the Galaxy look like they won't be getting him. He looks to be going to Chicago, and Frank Lampard is possibly staying in MLS even after NYCFC fiasco and he could be in LA or Orlando even rumored I don't even know what's going on there but I don't think LA Galaxy I think it's the decline possibly of the Galaxy seeing three titles in four years and obviously it's a decline when you don't win back to back when you go two seasons in a row without making the MLS Cup final yeah well I think the the league is just you know, it's so sporadic. I wouldn't be surprised if Los Angeles came back after signing, you know, one or two players from overseas and just ripping the league up again. From what I've been able to see watching a lot of soccer is that the MLS is totally unpredictable. Um, and I think that goes to show what happened with the Timbers. I mean, the season before, we did not make the playoffs. We won the playoffs the next season. We won the MLS Cup. And now we didn't make the playoffs again. But... You know, I think that's what makes the MLS uh, exciting. But uh, that's just that top to bottom idea that MLS has always wanted. I think Don Garber, yeah, the commissioner, just trying to have it where who knows who's going to win? Colorado. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that? That is just crazy. They were terrible, yeah. and now they're 
they're looking phenomenal. Tim Howard, but he's out. I think they'll be fine without him because, yeah, he made some penalty saves, but that's that's his accomplishment for the for the postseason, I think. I mean, yeah, goodness me, that's just something crazy. But MLS should be fun. Toronto versus Montreal, Seattle versus Colorado. Those matches coming to you next week. Those will be the first legs. Second legs will be a week after that. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, I can't wait for Man United Arsenal on Saturday. Just as a soccer fan, not even a United fan. Yeah, but it'll be a good one. Yeah, my bias towards United. That, that's something that's going to haunt me. I think. Well, in United my professional career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, United's struggled to form an identity after uh, Alex Ferguson left, and I'm I'm afraid that Arsenal will follow in the same path. You know, once once Arsene Wenger leaves. The but whole no identity titles. of the they club. Haven't had, they haven't had any titles in recent years. Just a couple FA Cups. Yeah, just a couple FA Cups. They haven't won since what? Oh, three oh four. Yeah, I believe so. The, the Invincibles year. The Invincibles was that? Oh three oh four. Yeah. Oh five maybe. I don't know. Oh three oh four. I'll take your word. I'm. It's been a while. Um, yeah, but like I said, the uh, the identity of of Arsenal will be to be determined after Wenger leaves. So. Yeah. Just a whole different story but some great soccer after this boring international break oh, yeah. as it always is but good thing for soccer fans no international break till march i believe that's just that's a delight because yeah as much as we all love the world cup the euro the copa america but we just hate that qualifying that's right that, that it's that, painful it's just a long long time you feel like you come out of a world cup and then you're told hey now you got to get into the next one it's just a long situation. I think 10 games in the hex alone, mm-hmm. that just gives someone like the U.S. a chance. And Mexico got into the last World Cup with only 11 points from 10 games mm-hmm. in the hex. The U.S. is without a point after two. That's scary, they have, isn't it? They have plenty of time. I think the U.S. still gets in. I, I don't know about Panama, and I don't know about Trinidad and Tobago and Honduras doing too well. I think it will be TNT and Honduras coming out without getting in. I think TNT takes that fourth spot. The U.S., Costa Rica, and Mexico taking the top three, I think in reverse order maybe. I don't know if U.S. can come out in front. Who knows? There's a lot of soccer to be played and it's just exciting because it's the best best sport in the world. It really is. It goes all year long. You're never without it. But that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Sean Meadow. And I'm Will Campbell. To hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, visit dailyemerald.com or subscribe to Emerald Podcasts on iTunes. Thanks for listening.